WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we share memorable school moments, talk about top three things about fall, share a tell-me-something-good story, and Zach brings along a deep cut. Up in the morning and out to school. So it's back to school season, and as we celebrate this transition, let's look back a few years and in five words or less, share a memorable school moment. All right, we're going to go back to the sixth grade. Shout out to my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Ballast. Uh, my five words are spelled word wrong on purpose. Oh. <laughs> well, now you got to share the story yeah. behind it. <laughs> so, so you guys know I don't really like it when people pay attention to me. I don't like being in front of crowds. I don't like people staring at me. Uh, also, I was a really good speller in school, so you can see where this is going. The spelling bee is a thing, and oh, oh boy, was that my nightmare. Go stand in front of the whole school and spell some words. So I asked my teacher, please, please, please don't make me do it. I'm not interested in winning. I don't want to go to another spelling bee. Like, mm. please just let me sit this one out. And Mrs. Ballas is like, nope, you're doing it. You got to do it. So I spelled my first word wrong, very, very wrong on purpose. <laughs> I wish I remembered what the word was. I tried so hard to remember, but I know that I repeated the last two letters like four times in a row. And it was very obvious that I was getting it wrong on purpose. And she's staring daggers at me the whole she time. Knew. But they didn't make me do the spelling bee the next year after that. So oh. I was nice. I was going to say, do you feel proud of this moment? Or in hindsight, are you kind of like, well, I wish I would have at least given it a chance. No, okay. I do not like people looking at me. Would have done the same thing all over again mm -hmm. yeah. yeah all right that's funny uh well my five words are he saved me from bullies in my sixth grade year i i started school at saint francis uh here in grand rapids and uh I, I was kind of the new kid. I was bullied by a number of people. And uh, my homeroom teacher, Mr. Witty, he caught that. And uh, I was a good student. I got good grades. I, you know, I was able to, you know, soak in the information. But he let me at any time of the day for even a couple, a few hours of the day, go to the library. And it was this hidden room. It was, it was almost magical. It was on the second floor. There were no classes on that floor. And it was in this room kind of tucked away. And I'd go up there and I'd read the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. Mm. And uh, it was just a, a really nice getaway. And looking back on it, it's like one of those things that you're like, did that even happen? Mm. It was it was just a really magical time. And it was really nice of him to, to, to see what was going on, to catch that, but also give me something that was really meaningful and uh, I don't want to say an escape, but just, just somewhere I could go and, uh, and be safe. So, hmm. yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. My five words. This isn't like a specific like moment or year. It encapsulates my entire education. Pencil all over my hand because <laughs> I am left-handed. Yes. And when oh. you write with pencil, you usually lefties drag our hands across our paper. And so I generally have like pencil lead all over the side of my hand, which meant I was also disqualified from writing on a chalkboard or a whiteboard because it would all just disappear. It would smear. Right? Yeah. And I didn't realize left-handed desks were a thing until I got <laughs> to college. <laughs> like apparently my school district wasn't like inclusive of us left 
lefties. And so, you know, I always did the weird like sideways turn to try to make sure I could write on the paper. But um, yeah, that's my big memory from school. Nice. The silver paw (laughs) on the side. side. (laughs) Uh, I went with kind of more of an overarching theme that I kind of picked up uh, in my time in school, whether and I was reflecting upon the fact that I have a sixth grader and a ninth grader. So they've made these transitions to being the youngest kids in their respective schools. So my five words are you aren't the only one. Mm. And I just address this from that season that you might be walking into where you feel like everybody else has it together, but you don't. Um, Maybe you feel you're wrestling with those feelings. Uh, social media adds a lot to that. We didn't have that when yeah. we were growing up, but we did have things like, hey, you have Nike shoes and I have LA gear, or you have a Huffy bike and I have some knockoff brand or whatever. And so when you have those kinds of things, just understanding that that don't really set you apart, but at the same time, it can be challenging. So just wanted to encourage you that just because people might have those things or they might look like their life is together through social media, that they also are fighting their own series of battles. And so to go through life, just uh, understanding that there is safety in numbers, that you can find community, and that uh, you never know what somebody is wrestling with. So being kind to everybody is a part of that as well. It's nice. Wow, that's really good. It's the final so with back to school here, we also prepare to transition from summer to fall, the best season. Some places have already launched their pumpkin spice line of products. So with that in mind, let's give us our three top things that you love about fall. I love it all. I absolutely (laughs) love fall and living in Michigan, such a great place to be able to enjoy it. Um, These are in no particular order. I love the baking and the cooking that comes along with fall. Finally, an opportunity to have chili or soup Mm. or I have a pumpkin cookie recipe that I really love. And so any opportunity I get a chance to like warm up the house by cooking something, I'm going to take that. I love for our family, fall means back to routine which is crazy busy, lots of kids, lots of activities and sports. But at least in our house, we do way better when there's something to do as opposed to all the YouTube. Like we just need a break from the devices and the social media and all of that stuff. And then my third item, I love the cooler temperatures, but in between, you know, summer and then having to wear a winter coat and along with the cooler temperatures, I love the clothes that go with it, like the flannel (laughs) and the boots and the hoodies. Um, Really just one of my favorites is just being able to be cozy, go out, enjoy one of my kids sporting things and just enjoy it. So it's a great season. My fall stuff kind of in line with yours. Uh, so the weather, first of all, I like being able to wear shorts with sweatshirts. I think that's my favorite. I think that's the Michigan combo. uniform. It is awesome. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, the food, comfort food of fall, uh, baking and, and being able to use the oven without it becoming stiflingly hot in the house and having to put the AC on, just open up a window and let that nice breeze in. Mm-hmm. Uh, those smells of fall, the leaves and those types of things. And family time. We tend to go on vacation in October uh, up north. And uh, that's kind of a thing that we do. Um, we take the kids out of school uh, for, for a few days and uh, we just go and enjoy some time up north. And that is just a great place to be in the fall. So mm-hmm. uh, we do, you do like that. fall color tours. Is that what you're doing while you're up there? We, we, we definitely that's part of it. But we, we go to Great Wolf Lodge and oh, sure. uh, they've got this uh, Halloween uh, where, where you can <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, get dressed up and, and wear the costumes and go and trick or treat throughout the facility and. 
Uh, it's just really nice up there, and uh, we have a lot of fun. So we look forward to that every year. And it's always a treat to put on your swimwear in October. Yeah, I yeah, mean, right. we all just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like fall for a lot of different reasons. Uh, first of all, it, the cooler weather affords me the opportunity to wear a hoodie. I uh, just love that it hides some of the extra pounds I may have put on during the summer. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I do love when Michigan can show off its beauty, when the colors hit their peak. So fall color tours are always a favorite. And then I was trying to think of something completely different that may not be on the typical fall list. But every single year, every time I see it, it brings a smile to my face. And I probably revisit this meme or picture a dozen times. It is the... Uh, Humpty, Humpty Dumpty, Dumpty had, had a great, great fall. fall. Yes. If you haven't seen this, it's basically a four panel comic and it just shows Humpty Dumpty strolling through the leaves, carving a pumpkin, reading a book by the fireplace and picking apples. Thus, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. <laughs> Not fall, but fall. So anyways, we'll have that posted uh, on the website as well. <laughs> That's your favorite thing about the season? I just love that it, it, every time I see it, it brings me joy, but it never comes out in spring. Right. It right. only comes out in the fall. Yeah. So That's funny. Okay, so my number one thing, I wish it could be my number one, my number two, my number three, my number four, my number five thing about fall. Michigan football. Michigan football, you're correct. (laughs) I saw this quote on Twitter this weekend. We have defeated summer and we will be rewarded with football. Long live football. Uh, I actually went to the the opening game this year. Uh, I I love Michigan football. I know I'm alienating half of the people listening, but I, I don't care. Go blue. And uh, it's just so fun being at that stadium surrounded by 100,000 people that all have one thing in common. There's so many Mm -hmm. things that we don't have in common, but for three hours on a Saturday afternoon, we all have one thing in common. I love that. Uh, I also love that there's less daylight in the fall time. Mm. Uh, For some reason, I've always liked getting ready in the dark. So when I'm getting ready in the summertime and it's light out, I feel like I've wasted so much of the day because I wake up and the sun's already up and Mm. I drive facing east to come into work. So I like Mm. not squinting at the sun when I drive in. And uh, I also like it to get dark earlier. I feel like I sleep better in the fall. And of Mm. course, the colors. Uh, I lived out of the state for probably nine falls, actually 10 falls. And boy, did I miss it. There's Mm. there's nothing like the fall colors here in Michigan. Well, if you like getting ready in the dark, Jeremy and I are happy to let you have more opportunities to do the morning show. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Dark year round. Because when you you hit that peak December time frame and it's just like, is this really four o'clock or is this like midnight? Tell me something good. Well, it is always a great time to share a good news story. Time for Tell Me Something Good. What did you bring? All right. The headline in this one is Family Adopts Deaf Dog for Son Who Wears Hearing Aids. Aw. This is a story from up in Midland. A six-year-old deaf dog has found a best friend in his adopted family son who's also lost his hearing. The pair were immediately inseparable, and Walker, that's the son, is now wearing his hearing aids all the time now and doesn't feel out of place anymore. Aw. Uh, this perfect pairing has seen Walker, who's deaf and autistic, come out of his shell and find comfort despite losing his hearing all thanks to dave this deaf dog who happens to know sign commands as well wow mom says the two are now inseparable and they've clearly saved each other wow Uh, i love animals always have and i've had two cats that have been very special to me throughout my time uh, helping me with some of my mental health stuff too so it's really cool to see something like this how do you teach a dog sign language probably about the same way you teach a toddler to do like the make i want more food or whatever (laughs) or have to use the he has to use the bathroom. <laughs> yes, with hmm. hand signals. I like that you did the hand signals just now. I still, Jeremy, I, I as, did it more to prove to myself that yeah. I also remember yeah, them. That's great. <laughs> from your own childhood or your kids? No, from my kids. No. I don't think it was a thing when I was a kid. No. <laughs> 
Well, mine is about disabilities as well, about a, a blind judge, actually, a Michigan State Supreme Court justice. Richard Bernstein uh, has kind of proven that justice uh, really is blind. Uh, he, he demonstrated that someone who's blind can uh, can drive a car as well, a race car at that. Uh, he's been legally blind since birth, and recently he rode with Sheriff uh, Chris Swanson, um, who assisted him with the directions around the uh, Genesee County Fair near Flint, around the racetrack there. Um, it was his first time driving a car, uh, and uh, I, I think it's kind of neat that he drove a race car for, right. for his first time driving. You go big or you go home, you know, I'm pretty sure. Truly. Uh, he said, people with disability know that we can ac- what we can accomplish, but the real thing is for those who are not disabled to give us that opportunity. His inspiring story is raising awareness of what others like him can do every day. Um, an estimated 6 million Americans have vision loss. 1 million have blindness. Um, however, the majority of people who are blind and visually impaired usually are not seeking work or not working. Um, Bernstein, who is seeking re-election to his position in November, said that he's passionate about his work and stretching his comfort zone. And despite of his disability, he applied the skills to running 25 marathons, participating in one Ironman competition, and now making his dream of being a race car driver come true. 25 marathons? I know. Wow. Yeah. That's so, going the distance. He's yeah. the one from the Bernstein Advantage like commercial series, right? He's the son. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think if you are visually impaired, if you're going to drive a race car, you definitely want to do it with a sheriff like he did. Yeah. Like, don't oh, yeah. just do it because you feel like you it. You know you're doing it legally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my Tell Me Something Good starts with a man named Dave. And Dave, for his 21st birthday, was gifted a gold ring by his mother. After that, a few weeks later, they went strawberry picking. This was back in 1968. Mm. And unfortunately, during the trip, the ring fell off, and despite his best efforts, he couldn't find the ring. Well, in a stroke of luck last month, his friend Peter owns this farm now that the strawberry field is on and happened to be having a conversation with a metal detectionist. That's a thing? I didn't realize it was a thing until I read this story. A metal detectorist, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, and he said, you know, my friend lost this ring years ago. Maybe you can dig around for it. And sure enough, uh, it was just a short time later, this guy ends up finding the ring. This is 54 years after it ran off. It was buried seven inches deep into the ground, and it only had a slight scratch on it that Mm. was able to be polished out. Other than that, it looks brand new. And so he left as quick as he could to then go collect the ring he says the ring might not have changed but its owner has it's a tight fit i've had to have it changed slightly and i can just about get it on but none of that matters because i'm grateful to have it back my family wasn't too well off in those days and i spent hours searching for it and uh, never was able to find it my mother she was never upset with me about it just more upset at how distraught i was he said he did have it uh, priced at a jeweler it came about out to about eight hundred dollars wow and he's like that even emphasized even more how unique and special it was because they didn't have that kind of money when he was growing up. So yeah. nice token to be redeemed. Pretty amazing that they found it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, we couldn't go a whole podcast without me mentioning soccer. So my tell me something good <laughs> is about a soccer match. Uh, starts back in 1972. There's a guy named Graham and Graham was part of a soccer team as like a middle school kid. And he did something that you're not supposed to do. The goalkeeper for the other team had the ball in his hands. Graham goes off and shoves him to the point where the ball ends up behind the goal line. So Graham's team got a goal, even though the goalie had possession of the ball. 
Well, 50 years later, grams like that was not the right thing to do. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I feel bad about that because it ended up causing the teams to tie when the other team really should have won. And so he spent 18 months looking for all the people who had participated in the original game. He wasn't able to find everybody, but he found a lot of people. And so they reenacted this soccer match a couple (laughs) of weeks ago. These men are now in their 60s, and they only played 30-minute halves for obvious reasons. Uh, But they were able to, like, right a wrong. Graham said his team ended up getting blown out. They lost 2-6. to But he's like, it gave me a chance to, like, let go of that guilt that I had been holding on to for all those years. And apparently some kids from the other team like totally remembered that. That was like a pivotal moment for them in their sports career. So yeah. it made it right for everybody. Oh, that's good. They got commemorative pictures taken just like, you know, in, like in the good old days. And uh, they said, we are never going to play soccer again because we are old. <laughs> but we do hope to get together and just spend time like reminiscing. And now that they found each other again. Maybe it led some of the other team members you know, let go of that grudge too right? from the other team. They might have been holding on to that, you know, For 50 deep years. inside. Yeah, you never know. Wow. Probably some of them are like, why didn't you want to do this like a few weeks afterwards? Right. Why did you have to let us wait 50 years because, to hold on to this? Because initially he was a middle school boy. And yeah. middle school boys do not think about things no, like they that. Do not. You're right. Well, thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help get the word out about the WCSG Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Learn more at WCSG.org. Just search the keyword backstage. Well, time to close things out with a deep cut. Zach, uh, what song did, did you bring today? Okay, this song is by two artists. Uh, one is a new artist named Joshua Micah and an old favorite of mine, Owl City. The song is called Let the Light In. Mm. Um, You guys know this. I've gone through a lot in the last two years in my personal life. A lot of lows, not very many highs. And as someone who struggles with isolating myself as it is, uh, the last two years have led me to retreat even more into myself. It's that, you know, if I stay inside my walls, I can't get hurt again kind Mm. of mentality. And God's really been working on me this summer to stop hiding from the world. And one particular late night, actually last week, um, a night of prayer and uh, wrestling with God. This song popped up in my Apple Music uh, rotation. Mm. And uh, these are some of the lyrics. I've been living inside of this house, the walls I built myself with all these thoughts running through my mind. You've been knocking at the door again. It's been a while since I've opened it. And all you really want is this heart of mine. Open my heart to feel the only love I know that's real. I want your voice of truth to be the loudest sound. I thought I was safe here in the dark, but I know I can trust your heart. All I really want is your presence now. It's time to let the light in. Hmm. That's like right song at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. It's nice to know that it happens to our very own DJs. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And this is WCSG Backstage. I've been living inside this house, the walls I built myself, with all these different thoughts running through my mind. You've been knocking at the door again It's been a while since I've opened it And all you really want is this heart of mine So why am I hesitating? What am I trying to hide? And why do I keep on waiting When I know it's on the other side? It's time to let the light in, let the light in What's so we break the silence?
that's real I want your voice of truth to be the loudest sound Thought I was safe here in the dark But now I know I can trust your heart Lord, all I really want is your presence now